Alistair. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good, but not as good as you. Uh, you're flying. You, you had a very good week. Yeah, pretty one of my one of my better starts. Usually, um, usually takes me a few weeks to get going, but I got out pretty well the first couple of rounds, and then yeah, had a very big week. So, so firstly, what's your team name? Dukes of Westgarth. Can you explain that to me? Because I've been racking my brain. Yeah, so we moved. I moved to Melbourne in January, and we have a little boy, and we live in a very big suburb called Northcote, and okay. the little part of Northcote where we live, um, everyone who lives here calls it Westgarth, and you know the real estate agents advertise the houses as being in Westgarth, but it's not a real suburb. Um, but I call our little our son the Duke of Westgarth. Okay, is that from anything, or is that you just made that up? No, I made it up. Right. Okay. And also, we moved. I thought it might moved... have some like popular culture reference. No, it's just just completely it's, it's me it. only. Okay. Yeah, and we moved from we moved from a, a terrace in Surrey Hills to quite a big house, and there's gardens, and you know, I have this little dialogue with him how he's the Duke of Westgarth, and we live in a castle, and right. you know, our cat is this tiger that you know he's, he's got these exotic animals that he's you know, and I'm I'm the butler, and Jesus, you've got his a mum's the maid. more active. Imagination, and I perhaps gave you credit for. Um, well, great. That wasn't exactly the story that I was just, thought I might get, but anyway, um, pretty good nonetheless. So, what's your rank? Six fifty. Six fifty. Very, very nice. Um, and you had a monster score on the weekend, right? And I know this because we were playing each other in our cash head to head, and it came down. To what well, we had, we each had one player left, and you were ahead by about twenty points. And my one player scored one hundred and thirty, and I still lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was exciting, wasn't it? I wasn't even watching; I was just what, checked in. For watching the scores, the scores rack up. Moses versus Dylan Brown. They were just having a little shootout. Um, but you ended up with like fourteen fifty or something, right? Yeah, fourteen forty three. Yeah, very nice. Um, I have to give a shout out to Polly. So Paul, Paul, Paul. Poor Paul Polview. That's quite hard to say. Um, he was coming 89th overall and captained Munster instead of Pappenhausen, which he I think he changed basically at the last minute um, and has fallen to like 1,780th from I think, he was, I think he was tossing up Munster and Grant. Well, Grant would have been not sure. Better. Not sure. Not sure Pappenhausen made the final cut. So, but yeah. Sad story, it absolutely. Is a, it is a sad story, and it just shows. So, get this, the guy that was in first place after round three, where do you reckon he's ranked now? Well, just because you're following on the poly story, um, maybe 4,000? Oh, not not quite that bad, but he went, he, he's fallen to 1,400. Okay. Being ranked first last week. Be pretty tight up the... Uh... Oh, that's a good, like, 400 points. So he scored about a thousand. He captain Hines didn't have Pappy at all. Didn't have Pappy at all. No. Wow. No. Pappenhausen was one of them. Yeah. I mean, he was possibly had a dodgy ankle coming in around one, but I don't know. He was kind of one of my first picked. Oh yeah, absolutely. It just goes to show like how wacky the scoring has been up until this week, because that some like about half the teams in the top ten didn't have Pappenhausen at all. So, like, yeah. you know, these teams had, like, Apicorosau and 
you know, Gutho and some of them had Dylan Edwards, guys like that. Like some really yeah, odd yeah, yeah. dudes been scoring well. There's some weird looking teams. Until, so, until this week, you haven't really been punished for not having yeah. one of the superstars from last year. Yeah, right. This is a big thing I want to talk about this week. So, I mean, where we're getting to in this season. So, so there's basically a big confluence of events that are about to happen or are happening right now. And they are, so number one, because of the scoring and, and what happened last year, we've all the, you know, we know that all the um, really expensive attacking type players are overpriced, right? But what's happening now after a couple of weeks of price changes is that all those guys are starting to become sort of affordable at the same time. Yeah. And also we've made a little bit of money now off some of the cheapies and now, you know, you, I guess the price the price has narrowed in two ways from the bottom and the top. And you can start thinking about maybe culling some of those cheapies, although most of them probably haven't quite quite ripened yet. But, um, you know, you start thinking about selling some of them. But the other thing that's, that's happened or that's about to happen is pretty much all of those good teams are about to go on a run of good draw all at the same time. Oh, yeah. And it started last week with half of them. That's right. Well, the Roosters in particular, it started last week for with that game against the Cowboys. And we saw... And sorry, the Roosters obviously in the storm. And the storm was the yeah. big, like that's the first big blowout we've seen all year, right? Yeah. And and we saw what the ramifications of that blowout were, which is what we just talked about with Polly and, you know, the guy that was coming first, which is if you don't have that guy and everyone captains that guy, suddenly the whole, you know, everything can change for you. You can get, um, yeah, your ranking can, can plummet or, or skyrocket in one week. Like my, my ranking... Went from twenty odd thousand, twenty two thousand to six thousand this week, basically yep. just off the back of Pappy um, and him being my captain. So, yeah. And last year you needed to get maybe three out of four of them right. You could miss one, but this year we've had four rounds and only one absolute monster. Yeah, but but I think and the other thing, the other confluence events, I guess, is that I don't know if you've heard this during the week, but um, Flanders has come out and said he thinks the game's too slow and he's gonna like there's gonna be a crackdown. And there's going to be lots more six agains this week. Right. So this is okay. all happening at the same time. That's interesting. I did not know that. Um, it dovetails fairly nicely with my trades anyway, just because those guys that started off overpriced are starting to become fairly priced in my mind. Yeah. So, so what I think, like, basically what I'm going to say is, and, and I can't necessarily do it this week, so I'm, I'm going to be thinking about doing it next week, but also the fact that we've got the trade boosts, right, and that's a new thing. Um, so, so the trade boosts mean that you can kind of, you do like a double downgrade, for example, to get a gun or, or even maybe get like a double upgrade in a particular week if you can, if you can, if you can make the cash a week before and then do a double, double upgrade. Yeah. So just on the, on the draw, I'm just going to read some stuff out to you. So Souths starting this week have Dragons, Dogs, Tigers, Manly, which is now without Turbo. So that's the other news of the week. Turbo's out for something like four to six weeks. So Dragons, tig- Dogs, Tigers, Manly, Broncos, Warriors. Manly are, are a much worse defensive team without without Turbo in it, typically. Roosters yep. had a good game last week against the Cowboys and now have Broncos, Warriors, Dragons, Dogs, Titans. Penrith have Dogs, Broncos, Raiders, Titans. The Storm have the Raiders, Sharks, Warriors, Knights, Dragons. And the Eels have Titans, Tigers, Knights, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So... The problem is, who do you pick, right? So, like, like looking at those draws, they're all very good. Um, 
probably I'd say Souths probably have the best. Maybe Souths and the Roosters have the best, but um, I mean they're all and very good. a couple of things. You know, your subjective setup will will affect that. So if you're pretty well covered at hooker and fullback, you know, you're looking at who's good value in the halves. And you know, I I did a double upgrade last week. I got a Storm guy and I got a Roosters guy. So this week for me is Bunny's week. Yeah, exactly. So most people, most of the teams that I've seen anyway, not maybe not most people, most most of the teams that I've seen have the Pappy-Teddy combo. Mm-hmm. A few have Gutho or, or someone like Hines down there and a different halfback, but a lot of people have Teddy and Pappy, which I think with Turbo out, I think they're the two that you want. I mean, I can make an argument, argument for Luttrell or... I don't think Gutho. I think I can make an argument for Luttrell, but let's just assume you've got Teddy and Pappy and I probably... You know, you wouldn't be changing that right now if you, if you did. No. Um, then it becomes, I think it's kind of a race to get to get four-gun halves, right? Most people will have maybe a Nico Hines and either a Munster or a Dylan Brown, I think, at the moment. Or maybe a, a Nico Hines and, or, or a, sorry, maybe a Munster and a Sam Walker or someone like that. But almost everyone has Elias and Schneider. Yep. Um, now, both those guys have negative break-evens there's a question there about kind of when when you go when do you when you trade them out so i guess that's one question when do you go and the second question is who do you fill those spots with yeah yep so so you you said you're targeting bunnies yeah so well, who... also my my setup my setup is, is different to that okay. as well um, i don't know if you want to focus too much on my particular team but you know, I mentioned in in the original in the first teamless Tuesday pod, I was going to park a placeholder at five eighth because I thought they were all too expensive. So, the guy that I picked was Whiten, who's done very well. But looking at the Raiders draw, you know, compared to the draws that you just described, I think he's he's going to be on borrowed time from this week. So Whiten goes. Thank you very much. He's he's. I just wanted him to hold his value, and he's made some money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can make one of those trades this week. Um, but yeah, Schneider, I'd, I'd probably and, go Schneider first. So hang on, just, just on time. that, who are you going to get in for, for Cody, Walker. Cody Walker? Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. And and to be honest, that's what I was going to do with Dylan Brown. That was my plan with Dylan Brown, was to hold Brown for five or six weeks and then trade him to Cody Walker. He, he's playing too well, you can't. I mean, right now he's got a negative break even, so why would you? But Can we tangent just a moment on Dylan Brown? Yeah. I feel like... Every year you've wanted to start with him and you've resisted and it's been correct and you finally did it this year and he and he came out with 40 points in the first round and then, what, 60-something in the Storm game and, you you know, then he squeezes out 100 against the Storm and 130 last week and he's the top top averaging 5.8. So I just want to congratulate you on <laughs> finally, yes. finally asking Dylan Brown out. Yep, yep. We went to coffee and then he convinced me I took him home. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, it was it ended up being a bit of a process of elimination because I I had trialed a bunch of other guys there and and then like I, I had um Schuster in there for a bit and then Schuster got mm-hmm. injured and so I went back to Brown and I toyed with it a bit but yeah, yeah geez, he looks fantastic. It's going to be very um it's going to be very interesting to, to think about what to do with him long term. Like at at this point in time, he almost seems like a season hold keeper. Season long keeper. Oh, there. I think the eels draw tightens up around round eight. It does. So I've got Moses, and I'm I'm probably trading Moses in round eight. Yeah, 
but then who like like what you train to monster at that point um yeah it depends i'm not sure i'll have to have a look at the draw anyway. but yeah moses because then you're getting close to origin right yeah so, that's right anyway so that's a bit of digression but but what i what i want to say is from this week i think and i can't make it work this week because of what some other things going on but from this week i'd be looking at getting those those gun halves particularly gun halves and maybe even a gun hooker if you've already got two two gun fullbacks into some of those spots, even even if they've got negative break evens, those guys. Ultimately, this yeah, if is a points got, game. If you've got the money, yeah, if you've got the yeah. money for sure. Now, I can so, understand waiting a week, and also the fact that um, apparently it's going to be pissing down everywhere this week. So maybe that's another reason to wait. Yeah. So weather aside, you mentioned Elias before. I mean, I said I'm selling White, and same goes for Schneider. The, the draw's tightening up. I'm probably not going to play him much. I'll probably. Mm. Sitting this week, he's got a negative break even, and then I might then I might play him. I can't remember who they have next week, but it's not too hard. Ilias, on the other hand, I'm I'm hoping he can squeeze out a couple of fifties and sixties over this little easy run for the bunnies. He could be. I'm hoping to be able to play him for a few weeks. Yeah, and and I think that's right too. So so what I'm looking at doing is I've got a bunch of problems in my team that I've got to fix this week, um, but I'm going to use my my trade boost this week to create a bunch of cash for multiple upgrades next week. Yeah. Um, so I've got Fafita. Um, Fafita's coming into a bad draw. I think it's time to get rid of him. Um, so I can trade him to, to one of those sort of 400k guys, bank 250k, trade a, you know, the other my, one of my other trades would probably be Cobo to May, bank some more money there. I've got like 300-odd K. I think my first trade up next week is actually going to be Randall to, to Damien Cook. Yep. I like it. Um, Randall will have a bit more money to make, but but not that much more, I don't think. It, that will change if Randall scores really well again. Like if he puts up another 60 or something, then you just hold for another week because he's going to make a lot more money. But if he puts up a 30, mm-hmm. then I'll be happy to let him go at that point. Um, and Schneider, as you said, because he's playing Melbourne and because he had a pretty average score last week of 38, if he puts up sort of a 30 or 40 score, uh, his break-even will, will be in the, the 20s, I think, for the following week. Now, he, yeah. as you said, he's got a decent game the following week. He might go back to scoring well. But his, his cash generation will have kind of slowed, at least, significantly with those two bad games in the, in the rolling average. So I'll be looking at trading Schneider to, um, to Cody Walker, I think. And I think I might even do both of those trades next week. Um, yep. If I, I think I can, I think I might even get rid of like a Josh King potentially as well as my third trade next week. Yeah, to make he'll be, cash. he'll be ninety percent, he'll be ninety percent done. You'd think by next week. Yep. I'm happy to play Max King for a few weeks in that spot. That's fine. Yeah, and the um, there's a Souths prop coming through at the right time for the Josh King owners, there is. which unfortunately I'm not one of. Yeah. So Mowali. Uh, got named, and he actually looked like a bit of a goer in the first game that he played. I watched that game, um, and it sent, like it sounds like Nichols is out for a while, yeah. so Mowali might get an extended run. So yeah, that works yeah, out nicely. Perfect, perfect, perfect timing if you've got him. Yep, agree. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm looking at doing next week. Double upgrade. Um, you know, people will say that Schneider and Randall got more money to make, but if you're getting those guns at at their low, like if you think that that Cook and and Cody Walker are, you know, 
50 to 100k underpriced themselves, then you've got to think about the counterfactual of that. If they're going to make money anyway, then, you know, the extra 100k that Schneider or Randall is going to make is kind of, it, it's all, it all nets out anyway, right? Yeah. You just, you just want the first press olive oil out of these rookies at this stage of the season. You don't want to hang around for the, you know, squeeze every last drop out of them. No, I don't think you do. Particularly in the halves where we know that they're such difference makers, right? Like we know that someone like yeah. a Cody Walker could score 150 and look what happened last week. Like if you don't have that we'll, guy, we'll, you're just in the absolute poo. Well, we'll I mean, Dylan Brown and Moses' prices last week were pretty modest. Um, that could happen with either of the Roosters' halves. Cody Walker's not that cheap, but he's not expensive either. So that, yeah, any of these guys can just do a bang. So what about what about Nathan Cleary? Like, I think what I'm going to do, what I'm going to have to do with Nathan Cleary is wait a few weeks for him to drop a bit, and then that's when I'll do the Ilias to, to, to Cleary trade. So, so Cleary for me is if if you've got a, if you've got off to a slow start and you want to differentiate yourself, and maybe you own Turbo, that's why you started slow. I think that's who should be getting Cleary and probably captaining him and just hoping that he pulls out a massive game before. Um, before everyone has him, so kind of like, you know, like if you're if you're at the pointy end at round twenty, but you're not you're not, you know, you're not sort of top fifty, and you need to make a few rash decisions. That's I think that's the kind of play I'd be going with Cleary, but otherwise I, I think he's too expensive. Yeah, I think I mean the fact that he scored poorly in the first week means that you'd think he's going to lose some cash. Like we kind of know that now, but yeah. also at that price, like I kind of want to see something out of him before I pay for it. You know, I want to oh, see a bit of a return to form. Now, the thing is, everyone will think that way. So if you wait and he does, you know, bust out 150, then you've missed it. But, yeah, it's a lot of money to be paying for someone that looked yeah. a bit tentative on the weekend. I think if you've if you've started well, there's no rush for Cleary. Yeah, I agree. The draw's, the draw's fantastic. He'll, he'll probably be, you know, one of the top five players in the game. He'll probably be the top halfback, but he's... He's so expensive. Yeah. The, the draw's fantastic. Um, he'll be a massive pod. But, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing it if you've started well. No, I agree. But, yeah, back to sort of the board strategy. So, so basically, what I'm looking to do over the next couple of weeks is use a couple of trade boosts to try and get to two-gun hookers, two-gun fullbacks, four-gun halves as fast as I can. Now, clearly, I'm not going to be able to fill that fourth spot, as in that, that fourth gun half spot, for a little bit longer, because I'm going to have to wait for at least one price drop from Cleary. And in the meantime, hope that Ilias you know, you know, bridges that gap a bit as well. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think people should be like worrying about the rest of their team that much. You know what I mean? Like, as long as you've got a, a half decent other 13 guys or 12 guys, that's fine. Yeah. Whether they're going to score 40 or 50 or 60 or... Whatever it is, doesn't really matter. Focus on the guys that are going to score 150. You want to be when you're building your team. You want to be Bellamy. You don't want to be whoever the Bulldogs coach was when they had 15 second rowers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and you don't want to be bringing in, you know. I don't think you want to be bringing in outside backs from like mid range teams. Like oh, just no way, no way. Focus on those guys. Um, unless they're un- unless they're cheap, but. Yeah, you've got the five the five teams you read out before. Um, yeah, the five teams you read out before. You want the whole back line 
basically made up for them. Yep. Yep. Which brings me to a couple of other things I want to talk about today. Um, so there's some pretty interesting guys on the, the top 10 trading lists this week. Um, so we've got some guys that you might expect, like Taylor May. You know, Taylor May is an absolute no-brainer. I'm going to get him in. Everyone should get him in. He's got a negative 10 billion break-even. Um, and he's going to, you know, he is in one of those top teams and he's going to score really well. So not even worth talking about. Um, but some of the other guys are a bit more interesting. Guys like Talakai and be on there, surely. Yeah, so Talakai is the third most traded in. Um, another guy who's just dropped off the list. So, so okay, how about this? There's some interesting comparisons here. Talakai, Bo Firma, Xavier Coates. Now, noting that Talakai is second row forward only at this point. What are your thoughts on those guys? Um, so Talakai, I remember a few years ago, Talakai was an absolute weapon. Um, I think he was dual position center wing, second row. He was playing second row for maybe the last eight or nine rounds of the season. I'm a bit scared off by the fact that he couldn't hold down a place in the team last year. Now, I know they got a new coach. Um, he's quite injury riddled as well. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. And they've had, um, yeah, and like, I don't know, I don't watch enough footy to, to really see how well, it's kind of Tracy, isn't it, who's been playing left centre? Yeah, he's out with a groin injury. It's not yeah, really okay. clear how long he's out for. And he's, he's, he's kind of a half that's been filling a, filling a hole, right? Yeah, hard to know. I mean, seemed like he had that spot, like on his kind of merits. The other thing is they've got... Um, they're playing the Tigers this week, aren't they? Playing the Tigers this week. They've got that Roosters guy, Ikebalu, and, and Multalu played a game in the centres earlier on. So, like, I think Ikebalu's um, injured as well at the moment, so he could come back. Yeah, okay. So, so Talakai, bit of an awkward price, pretty negative break, break even, although not enormously negative. That's pretty big. It's Good like game against 30, the... Yeah. yeah. Fantastic game against the Tigers. Um I like him. I don't think I'm going to get him. If you do get him, just be prepared for it to be a moneymaker. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that Melbourne game. His defence isn't very good, and I'm just worried that Melbourne will put a big score up against against the Sharks, who you know probably see themselves up as a sort of top four team at the moment. Yeah. And if they get drubbed by Melbourne and run everything through through Talakai's centre spot, then that might be the end of the experiment. Yeah, but he's, he would have made... You should hopefully got you a decent score against the Tigers and he should have made you decent money. As long as you're ready to just flip him. Yeah. I think it's okay. And with the trade boosts... But that's the thing, right? You know, if you're messing around flipping these guys, that's less trades that you can spend on getting in those gun halves we were just talking about. Yeah, that's true. Uh, look, I don't think I'm going to get him, but if you do get him, be ready to move him on if... How, okay, how do you compare him to Firma and Coates? So, Firma is already dual position. Um, Firma, I think, if you want that sort of 40 to 50 to 70 to 80 when he scores a try in the backs, um, I think he's probably a better long-term... Like, he's got the position, right? Talakai might, might survive two weeks. He might survive the whole season. We don't know. Firma should survive... Um, if you're trying to make cash, then Talakai. If you're trying to fill out your center wing, then Firma. Yeah. 
Um, Coates. Yeah, Coates. <laughs> so Coates. Um, for a while, I was trading in Coates last week, and I, I decided not to, because Melbourne have been a top four team for as long as I can remember watching football, mm. and last year Ado Car was phenomenal, but that was driven in large part by the game that he scored six tries. Last year, we had all those 40 and 50 point games, and I just, I just see. Coates, I just thought Coates was going to be a bit like a bit of a Vunavalu type guy. Like he'll score two tries and score sixty points, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, and and at the and he's now made he's now made a heap of money. I think it's too late. I couldn't agree with you more. Like I kind of think you've missed a boat on him a little bit. I think if you started with him, well done. But he's scored a, a try in every game so far, and in last week's game, last week's game for his eighty-seven, he had like two try assists and a line break assist or something like that. Yeah. To go with the try, like, I think he's going to score fine, but he's going to drop some turds from time to time. There's going yeah. to be some weeks where he doesn't score a try and he's going to give you like a 15 because that's what yeah. his base is. His base is 15. So, you know, yeah. like, if you can stomach a 15 every fourth week, then that's fine. But also the upside doesn't look that high either, right? Like, you know, is he going to break 80 that often? Yeah, if we get back to is he ever going to break hundred? If we get back to the fifty-point games of last season, then I think he probably is good value. But the only thing that suggests that is what you told me earlier about comments about the game being too slow. Yeah, look, I don't think we're ever going to get back to where it was last season. Um, it might open up a little bit more, but yeah, yeah. I think I think he's a Vunavalu. He's going to score a heap of tries and average fifty. Yep, I agree. So. I, I, for me, Firma's to pick out of those. I think he's the yeah, most Firma's, solid. Firma's the season. I think Firma's the season long pick. Talakai's the the money maker with a possible hanging around. Um, yeah, Coates, Coates is third. So there's another guy on my list that I want to talk about. Um, Rupin Cotter. Oh yeah, I'm probably bringing him in. I am also bringing him in for for a reason that we haven't talked about yet. Wait, what's the reason? So, I don't feel like cash is that easy to make at the moment. Okay. So, um, you know, you talked about Cobo. You know, you're selling Cobo at a loss. He hasn't made any money. I mean, thankfully I don't have him, but a lot of people do. Um, you know, Penasini and Tago have made some money. We've got Koala coming in. to get rid of Cobo. <laughs> He's made yeah. 17 errors so far this season. <laughs> And like about five of them have been in try scoring positions. Oh, like dropping the ball over the line. Basically. Both him and Stags <laughs> have like fucked up tries on multiple like it has been so hard as an owner to watch those guys. It has been absolutely awful. They've I mean, I, I was gonna say single handedly, but there's two of them. They've double handedly fucked my season basically. And, and they're a pair, right? They they yeah. right and oh. right centre and wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you warned me pre season about them, to be honest. It's a lesson. Yeah, I just thought it's the Broncos l- were going to suck. Well, that's the thing. And then it's they won their first. They won their first game. Do not pick outside backs from shit teams. Just don't do it. I thought <laughs> I thought the Broncos were going to be significantly better this year, but I I yeah. knew they were still going to be like at best bottom of the sorry at best sort of top of the bottom eight or maybe bottom of the top eight. Hmm. Um, and I thought that would be enough. And I thought those two were going to be an exciting combo, but oh, 
they have been horrendous. Anyway. So, so I don't feel like there's as much money, free cash in the game. So what I've been doing is downgrading forwards that are doing well, but are not outperforming. Um, so for feeder, for feeder, for example, um, I sold quite early. Angus Crichton was an obvious one. Um, he got benched. Um, I brought in Isa Yo, whose scores have have dropped the two weeks that I've owned him. So I'm thinking about doing the same to him, and um, that's where I'm getting my money from. And that's how I'm upgrading my my yeah. hookers and and halves and, and backs. But that's so yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I've heard people say that they're going to trade for feeder to Cam Murray this week. And as much as, like, Cam Murray looks like a, you know, he's playing close to 80 minutes in the middle and he's got attacking stats in him and they've got a great draw. And, like, I'm not saying that's a bad trade. But I still think that going from Fafita down to a, whether it's a Cotter or a Firm or something like that and making money to, to chase the higher upside guys, like your Cody Walkers and maybe even Damien Cooks, I think that's a better option than getting Cam Murray now, who's fully priced, I think, and less likely to give you 150. Yeah. You'd think Fafita will squeeze out a monster sooner or later. Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not yeah. saying not to trade out Fafita. I'm saying trade Fafita to one of those cheaper guys. Oh, sure, sure. And get a, and, and get and a keep, half and take, rather than Murray. Get, that's right. Get a half rather than Murray. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I'll say about Murray, um, fortunately, I own him. Um and that's, I mean, I don't have Hines. So that week where everybody vice-captain Hines, I was able to stay with the pack because I had Murray. Very, very lucky. Um, if you're playing head-to-head, um, I'm fine with Murray. If you're playing overall, you got to remember that you're chasing down the guys that started with Murray. And if you buy Murray now, you've, like, you're basically starting with 80 or 90 grand less salary cap. Just find the next guy. Exactly. I just, I just think... In those games where it opens up, I want the, the playmakers rather than the forwards. And particularly if I can get those playmakers for 570 or 580k rather than 700 compared to Murray, why not do that? Yeah, I agree. So so that's what I'd be doing. Um, so back to Cotter. So Cotter's about 380k. I think his, his break-evens, it's not negative, but it's in the single digits. Uh, I think what's scaring people off is that he's on the bench. But if you look at that bench... There's only two middles, him and Griffin Neen. Yeah. So what I think is going to happen is that he's going to come on for the first prop rotation. Lolo, so after about 20 minutes, Lolo will go to prop. He'll come on, yeah. and I think he just stays on for the rest of the game. Yeah, and he's played... He's, two weeks ago, he started from the bench and played 60 minutes. Yeah, and that's that's what I think is going to happen, and I think he's going to score 55s, and that's fine. And so if a feeder down to a quarter frees up 300k and, you know... That that gives me another spot in my set of team, which is, I'm comfortable enough playing on a week to week basis. I think, barring you know, Cotter going back to going to a forty minute game or something like that, and um, yeah, it gives me a big bank to to start getting those gun halves and hookers in. Yeah, and I think he plays Cowboys play the first buy round. I think they do. Yeah. Still positions handy. Yep, exactly. So yeah, I really like Cotter. I think people are kind of uh, maybe sleeping on him a little bit. Um, cool is another pretty obvious trade in this week. He's bottom dollar. He's got the fullback spot. Um, I would just temper your expectations on him a little bit. 
Uh, one thing is it's going to be like 60 millimetres of rain on Thursday night um, in Newcastle. So, you know, he might drop a few balls and get some negative points there. Um, I just think Manly are going to struggle a bit without without Turbo. So, yeah, I, I think it's like, I'm not saying don't pick him up, but um, I'm not Maybe expecting... Maybe play him. Yeah, I'll, I probably wouldn't be playing him. And yeah. If you have to miss him, I actually don't think it's that big a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he only got four in the first game he played, right? Yeah, and so that gives plays. you an ability. I mean, he's still got a negative break even, but it means that he's not going to go up that much. So you, he might lose about, well, he might go up about 40 to 50K if he scores like a 40 or 50. Yeah. Um. But then you get a good look and then he'll have two good scores in his rolling average and you can, you'll know for sure that he's going to make some money. So I don't mind having a look this week and then bring him in next week if that suits your team better. Um, I've heard a few people talk about selling Munster to Dylan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what do Mate, you think about that? What what okay, what did Munster score two weeks ago? Exactly. He scored 120. Yeah. Oh, you just... It's crazy, right? I mean, look, again, I don't want to bang out on about my own team Hines, I didn't. I didn't buy Hines. He was the most obvious trade in of the week. I didn't buy him. He scored 126, and he was an obvious VC. I had Moses. I looked at the draw, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to hold this guy. And and one week later, he paid me back. Yep. So Munster and Munster's way better than Moses. Well, he's also way better than Dylan Brown. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like as a non-Munster owner, and now that. That Turbo's injured, Munster's my number one like difficult watch of the week, right? Like every time he touches the ball, you're on like alert mode because he can just you know bust five tackles and do something spectacular. He's yeah, he's the one guy that scares me not having at the moment. So I think he's um actually this is interesting. So we we just talked about the the soft draw for um Melbourne and, and a bunch of other teams. And I've mentioned Moses a lot. Now, I like Moses because he's a bit of a flat track bully. Absolutely. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. Yep, go on. Yeah. What do you think? So if you own Munster or you want to buy Munster and you see an easy draw coming up, what do you what do you think? Yeah, he's almost the anti-flat track bully. Like he goes, he scores better against good teams. Yeah, he knows that. I think he knows that, you know, if they've got the game in hand, he's just going to let, you know, oh, just let Jerome and, and Ryan have fun, right? And then, you know, when the big games comes around, he's like, all right, boys, I got this. Yeah. There's a bit of that. There's a bit of that. Like, he's almost the guy you, yeah, you go to when the draws all hit all, all bad. It'll be interesting to see how he goes in his better games. But I think, I think more Cause, so. Because his massive score, his massive score was against the Eels and they lost, right? Yeah, so far. I think, I think with him, he's just, he's not draw dependent, is what you would say. Like, he can score well against anyone. I don't think statistically, like his scores are probably, they're probably not worse against good teams. They're just not, um, they're just not better against the bad teams. You know what I mean? I'd love to know if they're worse against the easy teams and better against the big teams. That'd be fascinating. I'll have a look at some point, but um, from memory, it's just, as I say, it's just kind of, there is no statistical difference, basically. Yeah. 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 All right. I think that's about enough. That's the, you know, that's pretty much what I want to talk talk to you about today. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Not really. Um, 
talk about captaincy choices this week. Yeah, geez, it's hard not to leave it on Pappenhausen. Um, it is. Tedesco's, Tedesco's waving his arm at me. Um, so I, I think, don't have Heinz, but if I did, I'd be very tempted. So I think just watch out for the weather in the Brisbane Roosters game. I think it's looking a bit dodge. Mm. Although that's burned you before this season, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pappenhausen, like, VC Pappenhausen, Captain Dylan Brown? Can he ride the lightning? There is, um, I mean, the Titans are not great defensively. I do remember seeing a stat at some point that said, like, the number of times someone's turned up three times in a row is, like, almost zero. What about Turbo? Even Turbo, I don't think he's done it that often. He would have done okay. it. He would have done it last season at some point. Last sure, season, yeah. yeah. Apart from that, it's very rare. Um, Heinz against the Tigers? Yeah, I probably would. If I had Heinz, um, I think I'd probably vice-captain Pappenhausen, Captain Heinz, or maybe vice-captain Teddy. Yeah, I think I'm going to do one of those things. Maybe a VC. VC Pappy, Captain Heinz. Um, I mean, everything that could Grant. possibly go wrong for Heinz wrong last week, and he still scored and a he still got he still got a pretty good score, yeah. There was this kick, because they were playing that game in like a 80-kilometre wins or something, and they... Sione Katoa scored this try, like, right on the sideline. And he had to kick this, like, he had to try and kick this goal into the wind. And he, he like, you hear, you heard him say to the sideline commentator, is there any point? He <laughs> <laughs> was just like, it was completely impossible. Do you get minus two if you don't take the kick? I guess you don't. I don't know. Yeah, you can choose not to take it. Um, but he did. And he got the minus two. But so, yeah, he, I, I don't think he, like, he missed a bunch of goals and stuff, so it, it, I wouldn't let the 44 from last week scare you off, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Um, you know that you're leading the um, the Search and Corey Unlimited group. Yeah, so I get a shout-out on my own get, hosted podcast. That's exactly right. You get the shout-out. Should I do it? Can I, can I do my own shout-out? Go on. Shout-out to Dorian <laughs> with the Dukes of Westcarth. Um, <laughs> you're a dish One of our... One of our regular guests, and uh, you might not know that his team name is named after his young son, the Duke of Westcarth. Oh dear. Excellent. Well done. Um, so for anyone that, that wants to join that group and hasn't yet, it's um, it's uh, code 114781. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Excellent. We'll talk again soon. Ciao. All right, see you, babe.